0: 4 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday, March 14th, we announced we were halting operations across all 34 of our North American mountain resorts. Making the decision to close our resorts had been incredibly difficult. And now we had to face the consequences of our decision and the impact to so many, especially to all of you, our employees. Given that one of the main drivers for us in closing was to relieve the actual and potential stress on our community's medical facilities, we felt like it was now critical to reduce the number of people in our resorts. Our resorts have both a year-round population and a much bigger seasonal population. Folks who come in for just a few days or a few months during the winter. Since we were concerned about how to support so many people in these communities with the unknowns of our first global pandemic, it seemed clear that the imperative was to tell people who permanently reside outside of our resorts to begin to go home. And this applied not just to our guests, but to our employees as well. That was a difficult message to send and no doubt a difficult message to receive. Our employees were already negatively impacted by the premature end of the season. And now we were telling them it was safer to leave. Safer for them, because they could likely get better support in their permanent home and have an easier time quarantining or self-isolating. And safer for our communities to lighten the burden on their medical facilities and other support systems. Understandably, Some of our employees were upset. They felt our company was telling them they were no longer welcome. This is something that we struggled with considerably. Often the decisions you make regarding safety are not always well received, but we have always believed that our job was to make those kind of decisions, even when they were unpopular. The other message that we sent was that we knew there would be employees who would not be able to head back home. Some didn't have anywhere to go. Some didn't have the transportation options. Some did not have the funds to go home. Some were here from other countries and the borders were closed or their original flights were much further into the year. They couldn't move them up. We told these folks they could absolutely stay in our resorts and that our company and our communities would support them. But this mixed message clearly caused confusion. It's not easy to, on the one hand, tell people it was time to go home, and on the other hand, make sure people knew they could stay. Sounds confusing, even as I say it now. To address this confusion, we put together a plan to have our year-round resort employees make contact with each and every person in any of our employee housing facilities and make sure we understood their situation and ask what we could do to help with their process. Did they need help with transportation and flights? Did they have somewhere to go or was it simply that they needed a place to stay? We addressed each unique scenario individually. We helped with logistics. We provided funds from our epic promise employee foundation and waived all rent for remaining in housing for those who had restrictions preventing them from leaving for our international employees we worked closely with agencies and embassies to get them on flights home or support them at our resorts until that was possible i'm pleased that as i record this the vast majority of all of our employees including our international employees have been able to make it home, and we continue to support those who are still in our resorts. While this was going on, I know many people questioned our decision. Some people implied our request for employees to head home was driven by profit. That was absolutely untrue, as there was no cost savings to us in having folks leave our housing. Others thought the safer decision was to allow people to remain in our communities as long as they wished. Our view was that it was safer for everyone to head home when they could. And we came to our view after receiving extensive and very consistent input from local and state health and government officials. And it was certainly consistent with how we saw colleges and universities handling the situation at the time. But as with many other decisions during this crisis, we will never know for certain. However, we can definitely look back today with much pride about how our local medical providers navigated through this difficult time and now are well positioned for the challenge ahead. But regardless, it was challenging. And for those of you who were in housing or working or living anywhere in our resorts and had to leave quickly, I realize how hard it was for you. This was your temporary home, and you had to leave behind the friends and colleagues that had become your family. None of us wanted this for you. We would have loved for the season to have continued as planned. I still grieve about how the season ended and the impact on all of you. While COVID-19 was undoubtedly a medical crisis, it was also a financial crisis for all of you and for our communities. One bright spot during all of this was to see how a number of our nonprofits sprung into action. Our Epic Promise Employee Foundation, which is a foundation that was started by and funded by employees for employees, moved into action right away and provided cash and other resources to help people travel home or who otherwise had COVID-related financial challenges. But it wasn't just about our employees. Each one of our communities has an extensive number of amazing nonprofit organizations. One of the things that I was most proud of in the 2008-2009 recession was that our company did not reduce or back away from any of our contributions or funding to our nonprofits. And that's exactly the same commitment we're making today. We realize this is a moment where these nonprofit organizations need our full support, that their work is going to be even more critical. So we are committed to helping in any way we can. And it's not just with funding. One of the interesting things that happened right away after we closed was that we had a tremendous amount of food across every single one of our resorts. We had an inventory waiting for a busy spring break period that obviously never occurred. And we were able to take that food and immediately transfer it to a number of nonprofits across our ecosystem to help feed so many within our communities. Of course, our company did not escape the financial impacts from COVID-19. We went into this crisis in a very strong financial position, but the shutdown was costly. The initial impact to our results in March and April was close to $200 million. And the impact in our current fiscal year from our season pass changes was another $118 million. And we knew our summer operations in North America and winter operations in Australia, where we typically have close to 500 million of revenue, were at risk. We knew we would have to make changes. We saw others in the travel industry immediately furlough or lay off the vast majority of their personnel. We decided instead to move more slowly. We would watch and wait and look to protect as many positions as possible for as long as possible to see if things would improve. When we closed our resorts and told our seasonal employees that their season was over, we knew there were many other year round employees at our company who would also not be able to work. And in the three weeks that followed our decision to close, we continued to pay all of those employees. But with new travel restrictions and stay-at-home orders being put in place and no clarity on when they would be lifted, we realized that it could not continue. In early April, we made the very difficult decision to furlough the vast majority of our U.S. hourly employees. And we asked everyone who remained in our U.S. operations to accept a salary cut. It's a necessary decision to ensure our company can navigate the challenges ahead, but it's a heartbreaking decision beyond the literal realities of a furlough. It's heartbreaking because each of you who are furloughed are passionate about our company, our industry. You're willing and ready to work, to go out to people who are so engaged, who want to lend a hand, want to be part of the solution and to say, no, we can't take your help right in this moment, is really one of the most distressing moments I think any company faces, any leader faces. And I wish that's where the hard decisions ended. But as we emailed at the end of April, we had to furlough many of our salaried US employees as well. While many of our communities are beginning the process of relaxing social distancing restrictions, It has also become clear that fully opening our resorts will take much longer, likely into June, July or beyond. While most employees impacted by this latest furlough were not able to do their jobs remotely, I know many of you were trying your best to support our company from home, and I sincerely thank you for that. I'm comforted to know that in the United States, our furloughed employees will be able to access expanded federal and state financial support while they are out of work that can help offset the loss of their income. And towards that end, it's important to acknowledge that we did not take a global approach to this. Employees in Canada and Australia have not yet been impacted by these furlough decisions because of the different government subsidy programs those countries implemented. While we certainly prefer to treat all our employees similarly, this was clearly a moment where we all needed to be flexible to respect each local situation. Something that will continue to be true as we implement unique plans for Australia and Canada going forward. It's also important to note that around the same time as we were making these furlough decisions, we also announced the suspension of our quarterly dividend and a significant reduction in our capital spending for 2020. And we also raised $600 million of new funding from a senior bond offering and got much more flexibility from our banks. All of these efforts were part of a comprehensive plan to provide the company the flexibility to fully weather this storm, even if it lasts for the next couple of years. As I mentioned earlier, We were fortunate to go into this crisis on very strong financial footing, and we have continued to take that conservative approach during these past few months. That said, just a couple of months back, it would have been incomprehensible that we could be furloughing anyone, let alone this many people. And even now, I cannot say it's over. Could there be more difficult decisions ahead? Yes. And with each one, I wonder, are we moving too fast or too slow? Maybe we should have taken the most severe action right away, or maybe we're being too severe now. While it's true that everyone in travel and leisure are making these same decisions, that does not ease the challenge. The impact on all of you is awful regardless. I hope these furloughs are as short as possible and we get people back to work as fast as we can. All of you are the heart and soul of this company, and I'm committed to doing everything I can to respond to this situation in a way that ensures you have a strong company to come back to. People often ask me whether or not there were things during this crisis that I'm proud of, a silver lining, and it is hard to find sometimes especially when you see so much pain and suffering and know that so many people are struggling. But there is something that I have so appreciated as I've watched our company and our communities over these last two months, how we have come together, that no matter what the difficulty of the decision, no matter what was called upon for people to do, everyone in our company and in every community across every single resort rose to that challenge as a team. We've spent a lot of time over the last number of years talking about how important it is that while each of our resorts is unique, at the end of the day, we can only succeed if we join together as part of a larger team across our entire organization. That's never been more important, never been more critical than it is right now. I know we're going to be asking people to rise up to new challenges, new difficult moments in the months ahead. And I'm grateful that we have an undeniable shared passion for ensuring our sport, our mountains, and our industry prevails through this tough moment. I wanna share that I'm humbled and so appreciative of the care that each of you have shown each other during this time. It's been incredibly challenging and everyone has been impacted one way or another. I hope that this is a short chapter in our company's history that we can close and move on from soon. In the next and final episode in this series, we will look towards the future and how we are meeting the needs of our most loyal guests, our pass holders. And I will share my perspective on what the future holds for our company and our industry. Thanks for listening.